When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just going full-time in NASCAR is a dream come true. Now you have Dad in the Rod Osterlin Racing number 2. It's a really strong rookie field. you got Dad, you got Terry Labonte, Harry Gant, Joe Milliken. Dad's raw, he's mistake-prone, he's eager, hungry, and he's going to be causing quite a stir on the circuit throughout the season. Right now, Dale Earnhardt has jumped into the lead, Buddy Baker is second, and Walker High speeds, door-to-door action, and all-out mayhem. Trouble in turn two, it's look out, Dale Earnhardt right below us, and slams the wall with a blown tire. A serious injury that might derail his rookie campaign. But then, the eventual comeback. I'm looking back on my dad's rookie season, before he was the Intimidator, and I'm uncovering details that I didn't even know. And this happens to be the greatest NASCAR season in history, 1979. This is Becoming Earnhardt. We're live here on Dirty Mo Live. Very special Tuesday. It's not many Tuesdays where we get to uh, basically preview a brand new Dirty Mo show yep. going on the airwaves. Uh, Andrew Curlin here with Dalton Greco and, of course, Dale Hart Jr. Thanks for joining us today. It's been a while since I've been uh, on this show, yeah. uh, but this is for good reason. Mm-hmm. And um, really excited. Uh, tomorrow is the f- episode one of Becoming Earnhardt. It's a new show, uh, audio podcast series that we are creating here at Dirty Mo Media. And, um, but I just want to tell people that, um, I've been working on this idea for so long. I've been going to Mike Davis for at least two years trying to tell him, I want to create an audio story of some sort, whether it's one episode of the Dell Junior Download or it's a series. I want to write a story, right? And narrate it. And, uh, there's so many cool things that's happened in our sport that I just want to I want to dive into deeper and learn more about. And um, one of the stories, so to get a little deeper into this. So Let's do it. In 1969, you know, they had the boycott at Talladega for, for the, uh, you know, the drivers formed this, um, this union, mm-hmm. if you will, and uh, boycotted the race. Bill France stood his ground, said whatever. They all left. Richard Petty, David Pearson, all the big names drove out of the racetrack, right? Tail lights in the dust. Um, the the select few that stayed would end up running a race that com, um, included Grand Am cars, which is kind of like an Xfinity series from back in the day. And so Richard Childers had like a Mustang, and and you know there's a, you know he's running the Grand Am race uh, on Saturday. And so anyway, there's a great story about this in a stock car racing magazine, uh, which was a monthly issued at magazine back then. And right around the time it happened, I, re- I found a story in one of these publications, and it really spells it out, like, what happened moment to moment. Yeah. There was a lot of uh, moments in the garage, a standoff, if you will, where you'd look across the garage and see, you know, 
Richard Petty and and Bobby Allison, you know, animated with Bill Frantz Sr. and nobody's backing down. And so there was and and you know then they'd go and break apart and de- you know they delegate amongst their parties and then get back together and argue more. And this goes on for days, right? Right. And eventually, you know. So anyways, that we all know about that boycott, but this dove in with such detail. And if I take that article as the as the sort of inspiration and dive into every other publication that I can find about NASCAR at, from that moment and and dig up more and more little uh, quirks about the story, I think you could create a cool animated show about it, right? Or not an animated show, but a, a show I'd narrate uh, that would that would basically take the place of like a guest show on the Dale Jr. Download, right. whether it might be a one or three part series. I've been trying to talk talk to Mike about doing that. I want to do that. I want to write it. I want to create it. And um, finally, I found these scrapbooks my aunt made. This was a couple, several months ago. So she hands me these scrapbooks. You'll learn more about all of this in the episode that comes out tomorrow. I found these scrapbooks, and uh, I'm like, maybe this is cool enough for Mike to let me do an audio, you know, narrated show about. And so I take him these scrapbooks, and I literally, like, um, I, I, high, I literally marked, physically marked, uh, bookmarked some spots in here that I knew would be good, good stories to tell mm-hmm. him, right? <laughs> you got to hit him with the good yeah. The yeah. highlights first. So I sit down in Mike's <laughs> office, and I'm like, listen to this story. Bah, 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 bah. Listen to this story, Mike. Bah, bah, bah. And look at this. Dad, this is an article Dad wrote himself, right? I remember reading it, and he's like, this is amazing. I like it. And I'm like, I want to write. I want to write a podcast. I want to write a. I want to write a spoken podcast about uh, telling the story, and so Bobby Marcos, who is our sort of expert historian, he and I got together. We formed a basic Bible, if you will, of a place where we just funnel notes and ideas and thoughts into this. So basically, we started writing it, writing the script. And me personally, like I don't know if this matters to people that will listen to the show tomorrow, but I personally like have sat in my house and on vacation trips and for hours reading and writing and typing and and you know sorting through what would be good to include uh to make this more compelling and um and so uh this has my dna in it man this has my fingerprints all over it i'm extremely passionate about this when we set out to really create this i'm thinking man you know maybe this isn't as cool as i think it is maybe this is a niche thing maybe this but i will say now that i've heard dirty mo media put its fingerprints on it yeah all the company coming together and and throwing their ideas in there and the sound elements and what a sound element basically is is like when i say man in the last two laps david pearson and bobby allison had a duel in in this race that was epic we're going to throw in that MRN audio of, of the race playing itself out in the last two laps. To re- it, com- it jumps off the page, right? That's it exactly comes it. to life. Yeah. And so once I heard uh, all of those things added in, as Dirty Mo Media does, I'm like, no, nah, this is bigger than I thought. This is as good as I hoped it could be. I think when people listen to this, they're going to love it. The first episode is a is, is help. The first episode is the framework of what you're going to get into, right? The first episode is an introduction to the series. 
we get into the races, we're going to go race by race. Every race, right? That's awesome. It's going to be fun, yeah. right? I'm learning about this in real time with you. We're going to go race to race and whatever happened in between the races, right? There were penalties, probations, injuries, comebacks. Uh, there's all kinds of little personal stories happening to dad uh, throughout the weeks in between races, right? And so we're going to dive into all of that. That starts in episode two. Episode one is an introduction a table of contents, a cast of characters. We're going to take you back to what 1979 was like in general, so we sort of get you in the frame of mind of where we are. Um, and and then when episode two starts, we're off to the racetrack. And so it's um, going to be eight parts, unless we continue to balloon it up. But right now it's at eight parts. And, um, yeah, episode two through seven are basically the season. And the final episode is we're wrapping it up, and it's a bit of a where they are now. Mm. There'll be a lot of, you know, I think by the time we get to the end of this, there's going to be a, well, what happened to that guy right. moment oh, right? yeah. for all of us. And we can tell you that. We're going to try to dig in. We're going to try to reach out to some of these people, connect to them, talk to them, ask them where they are. Two days ago, I was on the phone with Bill Elliott just for a little stupid anecdote <laughs> about a Dover race. <laughs> Uh, you know, just some stupid small things. So, like, hands-on. I'm very hands-on with this. Uh, it's been a blast. And uh, this is, ex I mean, this is what I'm all about. History, passion projects like this, man. Uh, learning more about the history, things I thought I knew that have more to them or I, I was totally wrong about my, my opinion of something and it's totally changed by this, by, this, uh, by studying the history of it. Um, and so... It's going to be fun to see the reaction from fans, whether that's something they enjoy. And the reason why, uh, we have a scrapbook from 1980. Exactly. Right? My aunt sits down, starts doing the scrapbook in real time. When Dad gets his very first full-time ride in 1979, she's like, I'm going to do a scrapbook deal. You're my, you're my brother. I love you. I'm your sister. I'm excited. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to put news articles in this scrapbook. And she was diligent. Remember, like, this is a process that she started that was 10 months long, right? And you would think that you start a project, you're excited at first, you're going hardcore, you're putting in every right, article yeah. you find, and then it kind of thins out over time. You get and busy. By the end, yeah. you're doing the bare, bare exactly. minimum, right? Yeah. Uh, not at all with this scrapbook from 79 and 80. It's very thorough, and my Aunt Kay is the one who was, who was responsible for it. She actually found them in my mamaw's house and hands them to me. And uh, I'm very thrilled to have them, but to be able to turn it into a project and tell a story is even better. So if this goes well, we have 1980, which is Dad's first championship season. Right. Also equally tra traumatic and dramatic and, and, and <laughs> problematic. You know, there was – I don't yeah. want to dive into the details, but – there was a lot of crap going on, even in Dad's team, turmoil and splits and, and problems. And uh, it'll be fun to dive deeper into that to really kind of feel like we are getting to know the cast of characters better. Right. You, you touched on a bunch of things there, but it, you being a historian, this being your passion project, and one thing I didn't know until you just said it was that you recently discovered these yes. scrapbooks. In the last so, in the last four or five months. So what was that discovery like and finding out yeah. that you hit yeah. jackpot you know we were so my my grandmother passed away in the in the winter time and um we were uh we were 
you know, at her house and um it was uh you know, we were just kind of so there's these Tupperware containers full of stuff. Right. Ralph Earnhardt stuff, way old, right? Yeah. It, pictures of people I don't even know. <laughs> and it's you know, it's 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 kind of cool. At the same time, you're like, man, I wish somebody was here to tell us who these people are. Right. But you're going through this great, inf- this just treasure trove of, of, of information about your family. I found, uh, I found old race programs and stuff from Ralph's era, from the 50s and 60s, wow. with his wow. picture in there, and stuff that I don't own, you know, don't don't possess. Right. Um, even. Uh, you know, like to, even autographs, like Ralph signing the back of a check or something, right? That's so cool to me that, that he wrote his name. You know, I, I don't have that, right? You know, and so we're just going through some stuff, and there was some more current stuff, like even '90s and, and earlier. Some stuff about me uh, with programs with my face on them and stuff, and most of the stuff like that, I'm not interested in. I lived it. I know it. It's too fresh. Now I may regret not. Category, you know, cataloging that stuff forty years from now, but right now I'm totally into anything from like 1989 and earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, these scrapbooks were yellow. I mean, imagine 1979 scrapbooks. They're <laughs> bright yellow, yeah. gold flake sort of design. It's <laughs> uh, kind of cushiony, uh, back, you know, hardcore hardback, but like a little cushion on it. I don't know. It's a weird. In uh, uh. The clear, peel back, throw the thing in there, and right. whack! It's fucking, it's in there, right? And so, um, she hands me these and goes, "These are, these are, oh, these, I, these are cool. Mm-hmm. I, 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 these are something I made." And uh, she really didn't get like, she didn't tell me exactly what it was. I open it up, and I'm looking through the pages. I'm like, "Oh man, this is from from this is from the era that I love. Look at this, 79, 80. This has got to be 79, 80." And I'm going, I'm like. This is like in chronological order. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I did it do, throughout its whole season. I was doing all these art. I was doing, you know, local, it's mostly local papers, Kannapolis, Concord. Yeah. But it's the same writers, right? right? The same writers for those papers right. were usually the same guys that were out on the beat for the NASCAR series. I recognize the names, Tom Higgins and all these different guys. And so I'm like, these are great. And there's a lot. Of, and, and some races are thin. Sometimes, like for a couple races, it's literally just the finishing order. But then there'll be other races where there's multiple articles about the same thing. Like dad wins a pole somewhere and there's like three articles oh, about him winning a pole, right? That's cool. And so, so That's in depth. Well, it is. But I, I will say that where it was thin, it forced me to go find, you know, yeah. content around that race. Like dig in and go, well, what happened to dad this day, right? I see he finished seventh, three laps down, but why? You know, did mm-hmm. he, you know, what happened? And so... There was a lot. There's a lot of places to go find information, and I went to a lot of different places um, that I had access to. Some places that I, I knew had information that I just didn't didn't have access to. But I, uh, you know, I, I'm and, sh- and I and I'm like, man, I'm really impressed you made these. You got both 79 and 80. I love that I have this. And then, like a couple days, I started reading in some of the articles, and a couple days later, I was thinking, all right. You know, I know, I know. There's a lot of Dale Earnhardt fans out there, and I know they know the numbers, they know the championships, they know the race wins, they know the year he was a rookie, but they might not know the details, and I don't know the details. Mm-hmm. And so, let's let's all learn this together. Let's figure out a way to tell this story. And we're, I don't know how many years removed from that, 
uh, 45 years removed from that. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's there's people out there who have never heard it, don't know anything about it, right? And, you know, one of the coolest things that I think I could do as a son that, that loves his dad would be to continue to tell his story to people who don't know it. And so I think it would be a great opportunity. If, like I say, if it goes well, we're going to do 80. We have all that ready to rock. Uh, it's a lot of work uh, for all of us, but it's fun. It's rewarding. You know what's cool about um, this whole project and just hearing you talk about it is like my introduction, like you just said, to your dad was the black number three car, right? And even that was, um, you know, physically with uh, a license plate that was on the front of my dad's truck, and it was a black number three. And so to hear you talk about, you know, chronicling this for your dad and my connection to racing with my dad, yeah. it's it's so neat because you're exactly right it's what a son would want to do for his father mm-hmm. and i think that the like you mentioned this is a passion project hearing even hearing the first listening party that we did um and hearing your passion come through it's just true to what we do here at dirty mo media and that's put out good stories with mm-hmm. passion behind it and and really take care of the sport that we've known to grow and love yeah. and so um this is like you know the true origin story for so many race fans even for someone like me that's gonna know about now the number two Earnhardt yeah. and not the number three that I didn't see, you know, so I'm super excited for this. I haven't even listened to it yet. And like <laughs> the full thing, I'm uh, waiting. Like we've to, been waiting for the full I'm going to wait yeah, to I be got, like I can't believe a listener. I got, I got to listen to it with Mike yesterday. Yeah. And I mean, even yesterday we were listening to it. And I'm like, hey, Mike, you know, I see we got to fix this. <laughs> like the last minute. <laughs> yeah. Tweet. yeah. Mat- oh, yeah. I, mean, I want gonna, to be perfect. Yeah, of course. I want this Definitely. to be perfect. And um, so I'm going to listen to, you know, we're going to be in that post process right. of making sure it's dialed in and you were talking about it a minute ago Don, the, the um when you think about the Dale Earnhardt mm-hmm. uh that we all know it's the intimidator mm-hmm. black number three it's the man in black it's it's all of those things and that's my that's the image of him that I have as well yeah when I was reading through all of this and going and writing this show uh it really bore it really uh, brought to the surface the raw rookie that was mistake prone yeah. that uh was was naive mm-hmm. and like in the media all of his comments were really driven toward trying to gain respect from the veterans he was concerned about them respecting him he wanted them to respect him and he want you know he wanted to learn from mistakes he admitted mistakes you know he would shift years down the road to this hard shelled I don't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. I don't, you know, <laughs> what I do is, you know, yeah. I do it my way, the highway. You know, he was this different – he shifted into this different person, right? And what we get to learn about and re- remember, what we get to be refreshed with is that in this moment in 1979, he was eager and excited and thrilled and over his skis and <laughs> problematic and and, and – uh, in these articles that we'll read, he does a bi-monthly article. Yeah. Right? For a lot of publications. This was probably in the Nash- Grand National scene, but it was also in other publications throughout the year. And it was an effort by his publicist and PR group. There was a couple of people that he was friends with, that he was working with back in, that, back in that time, that thought this would be a great idea for fans to get to know you. You're going to write a bi-monthly article. Dad did not... Dad had an eighth grade education, 
He did not walk up one day and go, y'all, I want to do a bi-monthly article. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He did not. I got a great idea. Yeah. He, they came to him and said, you should do this. We're going to do this. You're going to tell it. You're going to tell us in your own words how your season's going. We'll do this together, and we'll put it in a publication. And so he writes these articles, and it's him, it's him in his own words. And as, as I'm reading them to you in these episodes – these are probably the funnest parts because we get to hear straight from his mouth yeah. and his head what he's thinking. And he dives into like, well, you know, at Texas, this happened and this is why we wrecked and da da da. But he also talks about putting a roof on his mom's house and, uh, you know, just wow. being a being a husband or a, or a son or, you know, and it's it's sort of the peek behind the curtain, if you will, that mm-hmm. you know the access to be able to hear from him in this moment. Uh, during this season they it's funny because they only planned to you know they tell dad they're like we're going to do it through may early in the season they're going to do this bi-monthly thing and then they're going to quit so it'd have been a couple three or four articles right and he's having such a reasonably good year and the articles i guess are getting so well received that they they tell him he has to continue them. And he almost says at the very next one, he's like, I guess we're going to keep doing this. <laughs> and had, you can hear that yeah, in his voice. Yeah, I, hadn't, sure. I, I really hadn't planned on it, but you know, I'm going to keep doing it. That's, and I'm not going to promise that I'm doing them to the end of the year. We're just going to do them until we don't want to do them anymore. And it's kind of like homework, you know. Right. But as he starts to talk, it's like he gets loosens up and he gets into telling his side of things, right? in each article and it's really fun especially when we go into the injury you know later in the year he has this bad bad injury knocks him out of the car for a few weeks and we we get to hear from him i man i'd never talked to dad about this i got a picture of me and him Hmm. uh sitting on and it's like a maroon orange couch in his lake house that he apparently just moved into i learned that in this whole thing um i didn't know when they moved into that house I didn't live there till 81, all right? So mm-hmm. I'm not in this house. Right. He moves into it in 78, and as we learn in the story and he talks about. I got a picture of me sitting sitting on the couch with him at his lake house, him wearing his collarbone braces to, to their, that are allowing his, his uh, injury to heal. Mm-hmm. And I, I've got that picture. I have no context of it. And all of this writing this story has built context around this awesome picture that I have wow. of me and my dad when I was, I guess, four and a half years old. That's crazy. You fill right? the pieces in. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, I know the year that this was taken. I know what was going on in his life, obviously by the braces and stuff, but I know that he just recently moved into this home. I don't live there yet. I must be visiting him on a weekend. Um, so, you know, to, to get in the weeds out when I moved in with dad in 81 I have like one single memory of being with him before that mm. right like like a visitation right right <clears throat> I remember being at his lake house and spending the night and it's like this very very real really small brief memory of of only a couple minutes but now I know you know that we might have you know we might have went there more than I remember or recall, right? I often wonder, like, how much did I see my dad during the time he was divorced from mom till mm-hmm. till 81 when we move in? So 79, 80, was I around? Did he see me? Did he want to see me? How often did I get to go there with his racing and everything else? 
And so he has this injury. He's home and uh, not going to the races. And, and we went there, me and Kelly, I, su- I suppose, right? Um, finding out, learning things like that uh, is been so cool uh, for me in this whole thing. And hopefully we have that same experience uh, digging into 1980. We start uncovering and adding context to images and photos and things that I own and have in my own possession. Yeah. You know, uh, and you mentioned the most fun part was reading those articles from your dad. And it kind of makes me think, like, whenever I see an old picture of my dad, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, you forget. Like, he was the same age as me type of thing. Mm -hmm. And you going, obviously, through your entire cup career, he can tell you things about what he faced when he was a rookie. But now you get to kind of read firsthand his thoughts and see it and kind of have that history come alive. Um, was that neat to kind of just be able to compare what your emotions were entering the Cup Series and, and navigating times and like, all right, well, this is kind of his firsthand thoughts on that too. Yeah, I think that was that was fun uh, to 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 relate to his mm-hmm. emotions and his anxieties and nerves, but also his sur- sheer determination to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, he had, you know, the, one of the things that I always – uh was amazed by with dad was even in the like he's been you know in the mid 90s he would go to the racetrack and race like his freaking life depended on it you know and he raced hard and mean and never changed and he had he had that edge about him and that meanness and honoriness and and grit that you would you would see in a young rookie that's like broke and doing everything he can to 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 make sure he stays there, right? right? Um, he raced that way as a rookie and and kept that energy till the end. Um, and I never understood like what motivated him to do that. People relax, people chill, people get comfortable, people you know re- you know settle into yeah. into a role, right? Um, but that that hunger and mean and Henri side that was always there in that race car uh never changed and um you know he i, I always it was, it was he was special in that way um because you know no matter how successful he got or how much money he made his driven uh passion and 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 intensity behind the wheel was the same and uh, man, it's hard. It's hard not to change. It's hard not mm-hmm. to change fame, c- uh, celebrity, or even just job security and comfort. You go out and win a bunch, and you become a champion early. It's easy to go, man. You know, I made it. I don't have to. Right. Dr- I don't have to be an a hole, or <laughs> you know, or, yeah, you know what? You go ahead. This isn't. This spot's not important right now. Um, you know, I'll see if I can win. But you know, I'm gonna race more. You know reasonably uh he never changed his approach you know he was just as you see it in you know in when when i'm diving into this 1979 project you can see that you know the comments from the other racers about how eh, he's driving too aggressively he's 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 got to learn this he's got to learn that and dad's like yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, I, was, I got a little excited there. You know, that was sort of his response to it. Yeah, I just you know couldn't believe I was running with the leaders, man. I got really excited, you know, and I got it. I'll do better. 
Um, but he, <laughs> but on the track behind the wheel, like he never did change that. Right. You know, he got better and smarter, but that, that, that to, you know, putting the bumper to you and leaning on you and, and just taking a race away from you, never, he never changed how hungry he was. Yeah. Yeah. That's remarkable. And it's going to be so cool to just see the origin of that. I you agree. Know. Yeah. We get to learn Dale before he won a race, before yep. he led a lap, before he became a champion. Um, and it's a, it's a very, uh, different Dale Earnhardt than yeah. the one I think we all got used to. And I'm looking forward to seeing, like, where is that evolution, mm-hmm. you know? Especially, like, when yeah. you follow him, that next year, that's a completely yeah, different season. One last thing I want to say, you know, and, and this was important to me, right? Uh, when we started talking about this project, uh, Mike is absolutely involved, and Mike loves the Dale Earnhardt story, right? And Mike wants to tell the Dale Earnhardt rookie 1979 story. But one thing that was really important to me – was that we? I found all these funny, quirky little anecdotes that might not involve Dad, might involve other drivers or, or whatever. And we talk about that, some silly season stuff between different teams and whatnot, and just funny stories. There's a funny thing that happened to Richard Petty the night before the 79 Daytona 500. There's a funny thing about Kel Yarbrough's ride home from that race. Uh, there's some funny things that happened to Lenny Pond in his career or throughout the year that anyways, I'm, I find these stories while digging for information about this season, I'll find these stories. I'm gonna go, man, that's too good not to include. <laughs> and I really fought for them to stay. And, um, and so as it's a story about dad, dad's rookie year, it's also a story about 1979 being arguably the most important year in NASCAR history. The Daytona 500 is certainly arguably one of the most important races in NASCAR history for 1979. The flag-to-flag coverage, the fight, all the 16 million viewers. That's well known. Uh, we learned we learned some new things about that race I didn't know. Certainly about Dad's experience in that race that I didn't even know that don't, that aren't part of the broadcast or the you know things that are readily available to you. But, um, you know, we dive into the rest of the year and uh, – find all these funny little weird things that happen like for the wood brothers neil bonnet and just thing just chance and lucky moments and breaks uh that we include so it's it's a story about nascar it's a story about that season it's a story about a rookie that would become one of the most um you know respected and and revered drivers in the history of the sport all encompassed in one thing Man, you got me fired up. Yeah, yeah. that sounds good. I can't it. wait for this. Well, Dale, thanks yeah. for uh, stopping by yeah. Dirty Mo Live and and putting this whole thing together. Yeah. You know, this was something as Mike said today on the download that everyone should go check out. Um, this was kind of you know founded from your passions and your interests. And uh, man, we can't wait. First episode drops. Yeah, go. First episode drops tomorrow. And then every Wednesday, yep. right, we'll continue to release uh, episode two, three, four. You know, it's it's uh, it's going to take place of our guest uh, segment for a little while during the summer. I think you'll be pleased with what we have for you. So um, I hope you enjoy it. It's something I've been working on and working hard on, and our whole team's come together to get this out in a quick, uh, quick, quick way for you. So. Uh, we're excited to let you have it. Yeah, I yeah, can't wait. Get excited because it's dropping tomorrow. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Dirty we'll, Mo Live. We'll see y'all. Check out Dirty Mo Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.